No, I dropped out of college because when I was doing door-to-door -door sales, I made like good money. I made probably like, I had like a $30,000 a month doing sales and I was like, dude, I'm rich. Like, fuck college. Yeah, I did. Yeah. 2022 last year was probably like the most money I've ever made in crypto. Wow. Like in life. And that wasn't like a super like popular year for crypto, right? We spent like $2,000 on ad and made like $20,000. Throughout the, the year of COVID, we pretty much sold like $1.5 million worth wow. of plan. We had an, here's the funny thing. We had an offer and we said no. Six months in, we had an offer for $600,000. Nobody was fucking selling plants So what's your CPA yeah. for a but, fucking tree? Yeah, it was like $10. And we were selling a $150 plant. Damn. And we were buying it for $3. Damn. Right? Wow. I think dropshipping is a scam, to be honest. <laughs> no, it, like, it, now it, that I look at it, dropshipping is just a scam because it's like, I'll tell be, you why. Be a good I'll tell you why, dude. <laughs> Welcome to episode 60 of New Money Talks. Yeah. That's perfect. Mr. Mo Hayek, we're in, uh, we're in Miami, beautiful we can't, city. We Miami. can't say what building we're in. No, 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 no we're not a building. We're not going to dox you. Don't worry about that. But uh, infamous building, you know, many, many infamous buildings around here. Mo Hayek, the e-com guy. That's what we're going to call I'm you for today's hot. Watch, 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 watch. The man's Started doing, hot. The man's doing a million a month in e-commerce, right? Yeah. Oh. 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 Look at his face. He's like, oh. No. Nah. But he is. But we're going to dive into that. He's no, heavy hitter, been in the space for a very long time. Probably has a very interesting journey that we're going to crack into. And uh, where, do we, where do we start? Where do you want to start? Like, how, how, who introduced you to e-com? Because well, everyone- about a college too. So you just have that in common. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot, a lot of people who get into e-commerce, like they either like, you know, look up how to make money online or it's typically a friend that puts them on that kind of opens them up to the entrepreneurial space. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, what was your start in e-commerce? Ty Lopez. Yeah, here in my garage. Ty Lopez, here in my garage. That's dope. Here's the skill set you need to learn in order to make six figures a year. Lambo, Ferrari, Lambo, big pool. <laughs> books, models, books. Don't forget the books. Books, LA life. I'm like, fuck it. What else am I going to do? Fucking go work a nine to five? Yeah. Restaurant yeah. job? Yep. Be a fucking register guy at Burger King? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. what else are you going to do? So, yeah. Seen a Ty Lopez ad. I was like, fuck it, let me start digging into this. And at the same time that I seen the ad, there was two kids from my town. Okay. That were actually recording in the course for Ty Lopez. Oh, really? Shit. And within that same period, they had posted like their first $250,000 a month. Jeez. And $250,000 in like 2016, 2017. Yeah. Felt like a billion dollars yeah. to the average person. So. To the civilians, like, we call them. We call them uh, civilians. NPCs. Civilians. Yeah. <laughs> the NPCs. So yeah, I mean, I see that. I'm like, hey, two kids from my town. And I ended up being partners with like years later, um, Ty Lopez. And I'm like, e-com it is. Fuck. Did, did you ever think about like social media marketing agency? Cause like, that's what, yeah. that's a lot about like what yeah. he preached. And then, and then I feel like he, after that is when he realized, okay, I, I know how to, I know how to sell people on business vehicles. And so he's like started with social media marketing and then he was like, oh, well, e-commerce is an extension of this. So let me try selling people on that. Yeah. I mean, I honestly had like the, the typical, online entrepreneur evolution like i went from door-to-door -door sales to phone sales high ticket sales for like an e-commerce coach made enough money bought the course from ty bought the course from ty learned the skill set started drop shipping invested into more fucking gurus because the course was outdated yeah those gurus sucked ass. They barely which, taught which you Which gurus sucked ass? <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if, you're comfortable the one, if you're comfortable naming like one. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. That's fine. Anyone like huge or like. Yeah, yeah. Like some of the biggest guys that just like sell a lot of courses. They're like, just good. You know, they're like good they're marketers. They're really good but sales guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah, invested into more gurus. A lot of fucking trial and error, obviously. And then, yeah, now we just build eight figure brands. So did you, you bought Tyler Lopez's course? I did. Which one did you buy? Uh, 67 steps. How much you pay for that one? I think it was like 9.97. Oh, so not that much. Was I mean, it like a lot, a lot for you at the time? At the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. I mean, Damn. I didn't even have fucking, I think I was like working at a, it was my only job that I ever worked. Well, that and a bus boy. I was working at this fucking place in Boston called Witchet, which no longer exists anymore. I was literally making sandwiches for people. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, for this Asian guy. And uh, yeah. I ended up quitting that job when they started asking me to start cleaning the bathrooms more often. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, dude, there's no way I'm wiping. There's nothing worse than you can do. Yeah. And go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Were you in college at this point? 
Yeah, it was my in my first. Well, mm, no, I dropped out of college because when I was doing door to door sales, I made like good money. I made probably like I had like a thirty thousand dollar month doing sales, and I was like, dude, I'm rich. Like, fuck college. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Shit, when I, like, that's pretty good. Door to door. Yeah. That's like net clear. Yeah. Yeah. I was well, like, what were you solar. selling? Solar. Solar. Mm. Yeah. Who's the I, guy solar in Jersey who has car broken into? I just thought of that. Nor Nori. He doesn't do solar. He does trading. No, he sells Nor solar. No, no, Nori, the kid who moves. Oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kid has like a like million years sell like solar type of shit. Like yeah, in Jersey. In Jersey, yeah. yeah. It's it's funny because he came to like an e-commerce event. And like he's like, oh, like I envy the the e-com guys, but like all the e-com guys were like, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm doing 100k a month, but like 10 percent margins. Yeah. Like you're I mean, clearing way both. more than us. It just really depends on like the lifestyle you want to live because if you're yeah. selling solar you can't live like the e-commerce lifestyle that's you're fair. still working for someone correct and you're working all day too like people yeah, up your yeah. ass a lot yeah, of rejection, I mean, people think like, like because you have your own business like you're the boss and you don't have to do shit it's really the opposite like as a boss you get paid last you have to reply to everybody else first and yeah. you have to be fucking quick yeah and you got to work harder than everybody else and people always fucking blame you on everything too it's yeah like, yeah literally mess. everything falls on you yeah you can't blame yeah I, like i like to look at it as like everyone's working for someone like even if you're a business owner you're you're either like working for your team you're like working for your customers your clients yep. Yep. you know because like if you have an e-commerce business you're working for the individual customers that you're selling the products for yeah. you could have great systems in place to to where your team is like working for them but it's still ultimately you like you you, you get paid for value exchange and people don't people don't realize that I, I think the only thing that you don't get paid in exchange for like product service or like it's the you know like that value exchange or you're working for someone is like trading you know like like investing, trading, day trading, crypto, um, all that stuff. Otherwise, like you got to sell product, did, service. Did you do any of that shit? Like crypto yeah, and all that crypto stuff boom. you have? Yeah. Of course. Everyone, everyone, everyone's <laughs> of dipped course, their toes in did. a little bit. Did, yeah. did it go well for you or? Yeah, I did. Yeah. 2022 last year was probably like the most money I've ever made in crypto. Wow. Like in life. And that wasn't like a super like popular year commerce. for crypto, right? 2022 was, yeah. It was yeah? like the end of it. Okay. You're doing like, like a... Uh, What's it called? Shitcoin, like shit shit everything. crypto, NFTs, yeah. like yeah, all the whole nine. Yeah. Are you but, still doing it now or not so much? No. Yeah. yeah just Did, go back to the business. In and out. Keep the main thing the main thing, right? It's like yeah. opportunities will always come. And like for us, it's like as humans, it's so easy for us to be like, oh, this is the shiny object. Let me go get money yeah. there, right? But for me, I definitely got diluted, but I know I was going to get diluted for a short amount of time, try to make as much money as possible and then come back to the main thing. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I did. So when did e-commerce become your main thing? So like you did Ty Lopez course, all the other courses. Yeah. How'd you end so up I, did, I did sales. So door-to-door -door sales, uh, phone sales, uh, Ty Lopez course, social media marketing agency. You did an agency too. Yes, I did an agency. I had like four local clients. I was literally running around with my camera and my fucking backpack. <laughs> like Imangaji style. Yeah, literally small back, like laptop take pictures of people's products and post them on their Instagrams. Um, and then from there started drop shipping dropshipping did okay. And obviously from there trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. And then I built my first brand that did, went well. And then now I'm on like my third or fourth brand. And then what was the first brand? My first brand was Silkware. I sold mm. Silkware. What's like, that exactly? um it was like, like women's clothing like yeah women's, oh, okay. well, it was more like blissy if you ever heard of blissy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so it's like silkware for like uh pillowcases bed sheets robes headbands etc okay how'd you make that one work like what was the angle and stuff like uh, that? i didn't <laughs> okay <laughs> i built that brand i probably spent like six months on it and it didn't get me the results that i was looking for like you bought inventory and everything um somewhat bit. yeah somewhat it was kind of like a, a hybrid like my model is always like minimum viable product right yeah. like i'm not gonna go boss to the walls and spend every inch to make this thing look like it's fucking huge yeah when i don't need to right because your first duty as an e-commerce entrepreneur when you're starting something is just find product market fit yeah. And if you're going to have to spend 30, 40, 50,000 dollars to do that, then it doesn't make sense. It makes sense. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I probably spent like maybe 5, 10,000 dollars like be between getting the brand, the product, doing like a nice little shoe, running some content. And it did good, but it came to a point where one I didn't really enjoy the business model. Two, I just didn't really see the the full potential. So this was like early or late 2019, early 2020. And then COVID happened. And when COVID happened, obviously we were all stuck home. I came across this thing called Hustle. 
Trends by Sam Parr. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hustle.co. Hustle. Yeah, yeah. And I literally signed up for $1. I'm like, let me check this thing out. And the first article I read was about selling online plants. The plant industry is booming. I remember that was the fucking thing inside of there. That was the yeah, thing yeah, you had. The plant industry. And I did, I, okay, so I got that article before that ad that they did mm. was blasted out, right? So I'm like, fuck it, let's do plants. So at the time, <laughs> me, my boy Samir and Juan were like, let's just copy paste some fucking plant website. Change the name and the logo on it. Are we it's talking like fake plants or real plants? No, real live plants. Like house plants. Yeah, Jeez. real live house plants. Yeah, the craziest thing ever. <laughs> so we're like, okay, the, this article gave us the top plants to sell, <laughs> where to sell what them, even said which fucking and who the biggest do. industry. Wow. They were like, hey, snake plants, easy plant, this plant, that snake? plant, right? I have a snake plant. What the hell's yeah. a snake plant? It's just the type of the plant. <laughs> it's <that> fucking retarded. <laughs> so I read this article. I take action right away. I literally copy paste somebody's website. The website was called Leon and George, which they, that company still exists. And we literally copy paste the same exact website, just change the logo to Modern Garden. We spent like $2,000 on ad and made like $20,000. Really? COVID. Like this COVID just started and people are just going crazy for plants because they're How sucking. How are you doing the fulfillment on yeah, that? Yeah, that's what I'm getting. I'm getting to it. So we did that before even finding a supplier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never been to a nursery in my life, right? So we sell $20,000. We're like, holy fuck, what do we do? <laughs> So we refund all the orders, start making calls, find fucking farmers, go to our local nurseries and start figuring this shit out like one by one. And uh, yeah, we, throughout the the year of COVID, we pretty much sold like $1.5 million worth wow. of plants. How do you ship a plant? I'm very Dude, interested. It was the hardest business in my life. Yeah. And ultimately I put it on the side and we had an, here's the funny thing. We had an offer and we said no. What was Six months in, we had an offer for $600,000. Jeez. And we're like, nah, we're going to keep running this shit up, right? You should have sold that thing. Yeah, <laughs> should have sold that thing. And um, yeah, like ultimately it turned from e-commerce to like a real life business because one, the industry was really hard, right? The, the barrier to entry was so high and you're competing with people who have a lot of money and experience. But like plant-wise, you mean like for plant-wise? Plant the, the barrier to entry was so high because you can't source the product anywhere, right? So yeah. we started this, uh, this business in Boston, Massachusetts. And we were buying plants from Florida. And the people we were buying plants from, like, don't even know what e-commerce is. Like, they barely use computers. You're yeah. Like, you know, you go in there, they have, like, the PCs that go, like, eight inches yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're still using those computers and Excel sheets. So, it's like, let's say I, I sell a thousand snake plants. And I order a thousand snake plants. They call me the day after and they're like, oh, we had a storm. 800 died. Well, Jeez. bro, I already sold a thousand, right? <laughs> so, that was, that, that was, like, one big problem. The other big problem was the product was so perishable, right? So it would die yeah. on the way to me. It would die on the way to the customer. And that's just oh, a so you money were shipping pit. it from Florida to you yeah, and then like to two, the customer. It was like from me step. to the customer. Like oh, exactly, oh exactly. And then the third part was you can't outsource fulfillment. You're selling live plants. So we had to customize the packaging. We have probably like an eight-step packaging system where we built from box to inner box to foam. We were potting the plant because oh they don't come in the proper pot. So there was just so many moving parts. Did you have your own logistics. warehouse for this? We had to open up our own warehouse, Oof. literally 10,000 square foot facility. A fucking and it just dirt turned everywhere into, and yeah, shit. It That's just turned so into bad. a full operation where I wasn't enjoying the business no more and yeah. it wasn't as profitable. Yeah, yeah. Now I look back at it, it was like such a great learning experience yep. because I learned every single part of a business from fulfillment to sourcing to building like your own warehouse to marketing, yeah. obviously. And I know exactly what I do want to do and what I don't want to do. What do you what do you want to do? Now I just enjoy creative and marketing, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Anything like copy, design, branding. And you like, do like work with operators. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. Damn. So you were fucking selling plants. Like, so they go in a box? Like the plant goes in a box. <laughs> yeah. And then it just doesn't go in a bubble mail. Does like the dirt go everywhere? Like Dude, so we were selling okay, here's here's the best part about it, right? Like when we started the business, it was so profitable. Because nobody was fucking selling plants so online. what's your CPA yeah. for a but, fucking tree? Yeah, it was like $10. And we were selling a $150 plant. Damn. Jeez. And we were buying it for $3. Damn. Right? Wow. But because there were so many moving parts and so many people actually tried to crack the code because fucking Hustle Trends started yeah. running ads saying the plant industry is booming. <laughs> right? And they started using that as a fucking uh, lead generation. And now we just see saturation, saturation, really? saturation coming in. So... Yeah, it was a headache. Has anybody figured this fun. out? 
Yeah, there's big companies like the Sill, Bloomscape, Leon and George. They have their own mic. Yeah, these are all Land. these. What's up, New Money Talks fam? If you operate any type of business dealing with sending and receiving payments internationally, chances are you've probably experienced slow transaction speeds, high fees, and poor user experience with a multitude of different payment solutions. And we experienced these same challenges before we started using Payoneer. Payoneer is a secure and global payment platform that helps save up to 70% on international bank transfers and get paid faster, whether you're sending money to virtual assistants, employees, or doing B2B transactions. With Payoneer, you can not only send and receive payments globally, but also effortlessly manage payments and transactions with the help of their 24-7 support team by your side. Payoneer has facilitated secure international payments since 2005 and supports over 190 countries with over 70 plus accepted currencies. So you can definitely trust them as your payment platform. So go ahead and click the link below this video and try Payoneer for your next international payment to see how it goes for yourself. Now let's get back to the podcast. T-back. The, the full operation. Yeah, like the, if we were to continue to do that business forever, if I were to do it again, I would start with the operations, not the marketing. Mm -hmm. Buy probably like a farmland Grow your own plants. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. crazy. You have to like package and fulfill yeah. from the farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah ship yeah. it straight out to the customer. Yeah, something of that sort. So, yeah. so when you were starting, like you, you got, you said you spent two, two k to make twenty, and then just refund all the orders. Was that like a just a proof of concept yep. stage? Yep. Interesting. Yeah, have you done that with future brands? Every single time. That's smart. Like I, the first time I ever heard of that concept, I think was from the the Obby guys. Yeah, I think Ron right. mentioned he was like, yeah, you know, if we ever wanted to test a new SKU, like we would just like you know, do product renderings. Like we, yep. they wouldn't even make the product. Nope. It's like product renderings, landing nope. page, like image creative yep. and just test that out. And if you spent, you could spend $500,000 and know whether it's going to work or not. Yeah. But 100%. instead of spend, you know, instead of dropping the 20, 30 count inventory and and then like not selling, cause that's, that's a mess. Yeah. I think that's super smart. Not a lot of people do that. Yeah. You want kind of want to think about it as like a, you know, it's like a, I guess a war move in a sense, like tease and retreat, right? Mm -hmm. You never want to be the guy on offense all the time because if you are then those guys have an opportunity for you to prepare like on defense right you want to be more like on the offensive but be strategic in a sense so when you do something like that one you're not risking too much capital right so your risk is at an all-time low two is you get a feel for what the market and the opportunity looks like three is you're not in a rush where you're like so anxious because everybody likes starting new businesses from scratch they're so anxious that you make mistakes and you're like, oh, let me pick the supplier. I'll pay whatever price. I just want to go, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it saves you all those like starting troubles and mistakes and it allows you to just kind of like risk-free test a product and idea out. And if it makes sense, then now you take your time and go through it. I always it. thought yeah. that was the beauty of dropshipping where like dropshipping is very yeah. good for like testing stuff and like whether you fulfill it or like you refund it type of thing, it's kind of very similar. It's like, all right, does the creative and the landing page actually work? Does that yeah. mix work? Does the price point work? Worth pursuing, yeah. Um, it's worth yeah. pursuing. I think dropshipping is a scam, to be honest. <laughs> no, it, like it, now it, that I look at it, dropshipping is just a scam because it's like you're doing something that every other person on the planet can also do. That's fair. So it's like, why would you waste your money trying to sell the same exact thing that 30,000 other people are trying to sell at the same exact time? It yeah. makes no sense. For the same price at the same For the same ad. price, for the same price from the same coach. That like, makes no sense. I think, I think the only, aside from people that have like good logistics and good fulfillment where they get it faster than AliExpress, I think the only real value proposition is, is if you have a product that solves a problem and just by advertising it and putting it in front of them, I think the awareness is the value add for the price discrepancy. Like if someone genuinely has back pain and you're advertising like a, you know, a posture corrector or something and they don't know that the posture corrector exists, and I think the the ethical part is when you when you run the ad, you're spending money to educate them on the thing that they need that they didn't know that they needed in the first place. So I think with certain products, I think you can you can argue that it, you know it's good. But like here's my take on dropshipping again, right? The the reason why I think dropshipping doesn't work or it's a scam is because like you said, like let's take the the posture corrector example, the product, right? Me, you, all three of us want to go sell the posture corrector. We're probably all going to go sell different colors or the same variation of the same product, right? Now you have three people competing with the same product, probably same marketing angle, same supplier for the same exact customer, right? Everyone loses. <laughs> Everyone loses. Now think about it this way. If one of us develops one new thing to that same exact product, now you go from a posture corrector to let's say nanotechnology, silk made posture corrector. 
Now you have something where you can brand and find a new new unique problem for it where you can actually take an advantage of it. And that's Makes why sense. I think micro branding is way more powerful. Yeah, it, it just becomes commoditized because like when everyone sells the same thing. Yeah, but but also like, do you think that like Walmart, Target, Amazon are a scam because they can all sell Cheez-Its bulk for the same price, you know? No, but <laughs> Amazon and Walmart aren't selling the same product. They're selling different variations, and you're buying no, from a brand. Saying, you're not buying that's from buy a from random a real store. Brand. You're so buying. What makes the, it a real, real brand? Okay, you buy on Amazon for convenience. You go to Walmart for convenience, for an experience. You don't buy because you think this is the best posture corrector on the world. You buy from Amazon because you know if this shit don't work, you just send it right send back right and they back give you your money. Experience, yeah, no, for sure. Anything that's why you're buying from there. Too. Yeah. Dropshippers are not Most giving no customers good experience. That. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, no, dropship is not giving any customers. I feel, like, I feel like that's what most businesses though, like like most marketing agencies give a shit service, but that doesn't mean all marketing agencies suck. You know, all marketing agencies suck. <laughs> I'll that'll tell be, you why. Be a good I'll tell you why, dude. All marketing agencies suck because all they want to do is get a new client, and as soon as they get a new client, they're the shiny object. Then they get another new client, and that client's dust. Every single time, and I know that from both sides, running an agency and Working being a client. Yeah. There is no agency out there in the world that will get a client and make sure they get the same type of performance that a brand new client gets. You know why? Because once that new check hits, you want to make sure that new check keeps hitting and you never want to go back to the old one. That's fair. Is that, that's a, I, I want to hear your take on that one because I agree I'll let it slide for the shorts because <laughs> that's going to push a lot of buttons. But like, but yeah, I would say in most for most agencies, yeah. For well, like 95% My, my of biggest thing that I think is always bullshit with agencies is like an agency will sell to you being like, well, you can run the ads yourself or we can run the ads. We have a whole team behind us that runs the ads. And I'm like, well, that the whole business is fucking running ads. You should be able to run the fucking ads for the most yeah. part or hire out a team to, build, to run the ads. Like e-commerce, 90% of it's Facebook ads. Is it not Correct. like you run big It's brands. all ads. It's just marketing channels. It's, I it's mean, all marketing channels. Like I'll, I'll tell you, that here, here's the thing, right? Like marketing agencies in all industries are really, are they're just like glorified salespeople with really nice presentations. They just draw the picture really well and that's what they get paid for because they help you envision where your business could be in three to six months as if you just built or bought a whole new team. But in reality, they're not your team. They never will be, right? So you're better off finding the same exact people that they're hiring for an agency for your own team. And it's going to cost you the same amount of money, if not less, maybe a little bit more time, but it's going to help you way more in the long run. Yeah, I'd argue that a lot of brands think that they can do that. But hurt. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it objectively, right? Yeah. Because I, I, I was in the same position where I had brands and I wanted to like hire out quickly and just have other people do stuff for me. And, and I'm cheap personally. So yeah. I, when I, when I did have a brand, I wanted to find, you know, in-house media buyer, in-house this, in-house that, but like you, you pay for it in two places. Like one is in price and then one is in management training, et cetera. So I think when you, if you work, first of all, if you work with a team where they're, they're being arbitraged or they're, they're being paid at a lower rate because of volume. Let's say they're on 10 clients and you pay each of the, you know, the media buyer a thousand bucks that's on 10 clients, but hiring him individually in-house would cost five grand. Right? I'd rather pay five grand for than a shitty $1,000 a month fucking quality work. But what makes you think that the quality is diminished just because it's like a couple brands? Like, I'll tell like you right now, can you, can you juggle a ball, drink water, play soccer, and sit on the couch at the same time? Well, me personally, maybe. Nobody can. <laughs> Most people right? can. Sure, Same thing no. as the media buyers. <laughs> they can't go from selling skincare to fucking new tropics. I, to I disagree back with postures. that. I've sold in like dozens of industries and-, and not, I, not at a high level. Not at a high level. So like, you can't do anything at a high level doing 30 things at the same time. How, how do you run your company right now? Like you have all in-house All in-house. I mean, you don't really need much. You need like a five to six person team. That's so it. What does your team look Video like? Video editor, designer, creative strategist, and media buyers. That's do, you, do you have like managers for any of those or are you guys just the managers? No, it's, just, it's six people. What do you need a manager for? Like you don't oversee the media buyer. You just trust that he's doing a great I job. I do it. I, yeah, I do it myself. You do the media buying. Yeah, I do media buying and then I manage other channels. Right. So if so someone else who's not So a for example, buyer, I'm managing TikTok right now, right? Yeah. I have a Google guy and I have a meta guy. And we all three of us strategize together and look over that counts together. Then I have my creative strategist that looks over ads and creates new ad concepts every single fucking day. Then I have a video editor and a designer. And that's it. That's a, Six people will make you a million dollars a month. How much, no problem. How, how much does that cost you a month? Seven grand. So you're outsourcing them too, like not even US. Yeah, talent worldwide. I have some from UK, some from Dubai, Pakistan for designers and editors. The agency is going to cost you fucking 5K anyway, so I might as well pay seven. And, and then I'm going to have day. to talk to somebody to talk since it's like, it's broken telephone. 
And again, I've been through the agency side on both. Like I've tried to deliver and I've tried to buy. Like I'll tell you an example. We paid an agency out of LA, like one of the biggest agencies in the US. They, like they've ran ads for first form. I think that's the mistake. For the, snow, biggest, no. the biggest agencies are the best I've worked people's. with the shitty agencies and the mid-tier agencies. Look, it's all the same shit at the end of the day, right? We've worked with them. We paid a hundred grand for a go-to market strategy to start. What does that mean? They just made up a fucking what okay. to do. Yeah. Pretty much. They make you a 200 page presentation and they walk you through it and they tell you every single angle that they're going to test before they test it essentially. Okay. Then you pay another $30,000 a month for email marketing, SMS, Facebook, Meta, Google, and TikTok. Within three months, I probably learned like three things from them, which is mainly like operational and like team size or team capabilities and what you can ask from a person. But besides that, the performance average, because they're getting literally the same people that you can go ahead and hire anywhere else. Yeah. So you spent 200 racks in three months. Pretty much. Yeah. Why? I feel like you'd be the type of guy to not fucking do that. Well, for a few reasons. One is I just wanted to see how much faster I can go with a glorified agency that has experience dominating industries. You know, that was like really the main reason. Two is life is a risk at the end of the day and it's a test, No, right? it's fair. Yeah, and yeah. you just want to test it out and see how quick can these people get you somewhere if they can. So how and far, how far do they get you in a sense? Nowhere, to be honest. And I have like 100K a month. Yeah, everything. like no, like we scaled. Like we scaled probably towards like, we went from, I don't know, 200,000 to 700,000 within three months. Okay. But it just wasn't like a 700,000 that felt profitable, first of all. Well, it wasn't profitable. Two, it wasn't like a- Well, it was like a three-month LTV profitable type of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Like, like, yeah. Like, exactly. Like your yeah, cash like you wait yeah, three yeah. months, here's what yeah. we want to do, here's a strategy, et cetera. And, and again, I've had the fair share of agencies on both sides. And the best way you can hire an agency, go find it on LinkedIn, see who works for it, and just poach their fucking talent. Straight up. He's butthurt. No, no, no. I, I love the brand owner's perspective because like, yeah. I, I, I will agree with you that most agencies suck. Yeah. No, but, but I, I think brand owners, like they can't figure it out themselves. So that's that, that's why the problem is that, that's the problem is I think that they, they like, they just, usually they're bad hirers and they're also, they don't, they don't have experience with the media buying. And so it's, it's really easy to hire someone good if you've done that thing to like some extent yourself. Like for example, I th agree. Think, think of the best guys we know in e-com, like none of them use agencies. Like Justin. Yeah. You ever hear a brand called Javi Coffee? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, Justin runs everything. Yeah, they raised himself. $18 million, but they have an 80 person team. It's on pitch tech. Nah, yeah. Yeah. it was at 18. Well, we can go into, I don't want to go into Justin. Trust me, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm in yeah, the same yeah. industry. Yeah. But like, yeah. we've known Justin for like years. Yeah. Yeah. Jersey boy, very, yeah. kid's yeah. like a genius. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Justin's a genius Yeah, Javi's dope. Anyways, like, even like Squaw yesterday, the guy's like ripping, doing it all by himself, didn't raise any money. Yeah. Just like understands Well, no, he is like works. an 80 person team. Like, he, he, he said he hasn't opened up Facebook in like years. Yeah, but that's that's all like, hasn't raised any fucking money. Oh yeah, 100%. Full control of everything. Half of them are just VAs that do customer service. Like, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what's your whole goal with these brands? I'm curious. Build long-term equity and either go public or sell. Got you. And how big of a brand do you want to make these things? Fuck, jerk off. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. How, how, big, how big of a brand do you want to make these, this thing? As big as possible, to be honest. So just yeah, like a whole line possible. of supplement brands in a sense? Well, my thing is this right now. Like I have my mother company or my like main focus is momentum, I call it, right? And I have, I'm either consulting brands and taking equity in them, or I'm just incubating from scratch. Now the next level is I invest into brands where I can grow them a lot quicker than what they would do. Mm -hmm. So for example, it's so easy for me to come into another business right now that's paying agencies and 10 other employees and be like, bro, cut the fucking workforce in half, hire these five people and let's scale this shit the fuck up. Yeah. And like, what do you see as like the right mix of like attributes of an e-commerce brand? Um, like the ones a, you like focusing on in a sense. At least, I mean, for me, I like recession-proof brands. Because okay. again, I've sold gadgets, I've sold clothes. Okay, evergreen. How, how's your supplements recession-proof? I'm curious. People always want to feel good or look good. That's fair. No matter what they do in life. If there's much, a war the or a missile. Is, is it a bottle? Yeah. Capsules and stuff like that? Caps, yep. How much is it? Like a, $60. Okay, got you. So you think people could pay 60 bucks for, for this stuff forever? Always. Yeah. Yeah. So like, so what's, what's a good mix of a brand? You said uh, recession proof, what else? I mean, that's really the main category that I look for. Look good, feel good type of industries. Product is 
hopefully perishable if you can, meaning people have to rebuy it over and over again. And then, yeah, if there's like the third part is like, if, if you can tie some type of passion to it. So for example, mm -hmm. if you're selling supplements, you're selling on the passion of self-improvement, mm -hmm. right? People always want to self-improve and it's perishable. And no matter what happens in the world, people are either going to try a new. Hey, New Money Talks fam. If your company serves D2C e-commerce brands, then you need to be using charm.io. Charm is a premier e-commerce intelligent platform that tracks and indexes millions of e-commerce brands so that you can build the perfect pipeline of qualified clients. Charm's prospector allows you to filter e-commerce brands with over a hundred different metrics like store platform, growth, tech stack, and more. For example, SaaS companies find brands on Charm that are using complementary tech, while agencies might use Charm to find brands that have low ad counts or stale ad creatives. Not only can you save your prospecting filter so that new brands that meet your criteria get revealed to you, you can also effortlessly connect Charm to your existing CRM. If you navigate to any brand report, you can get a deep dive into that company's performance. Their growth score measures how fast a brand is growing, their success score measures their overall lifetime success as a brand, and their sophistication score will share things like how advanced their tech stack is and integrations. You can also navigate to the similar section to see brands that might also be a good fit for your company. These in-depth metrics help sales teams prioritize outreach to key targets and reach out to prospects with personalized messaging that fits their needs. Wanna see what this could look like for your company? After only six days of using Charm, the advertising agency Hey Social achieved the following. They sent 2,958 emails, five times higher than their average within that same set time frame. They had an email open rate of 75%. They added 34 prospects with an average value of $88,000, and they booked 14 discovery calls with a close rate of 14%. So go ahead and request a free trial of Charm today using the link in our description and get up to a hundred free brand reports. Now let's get back to the podcast. Thing always because the last thing didn't work or uh, yeah, that's it. I think the angle is cool because like you can go after entrepreneurs, business people, like high yeah. performers and and like it's a mass appeal product. Yeah. And the high performers specifically, like they they have the money to pay for it if it's gonna because there's a there will be a monetary association with like positive ROI. It's like, yeah. oh, if I invest in this, it'll help me be more productive, which will make my business make more money, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I think for the next three to five years, the biggest industries in e-commerce is probably gonna be anything that's like hyper focused and energy supplements. Then after three to five years, it's gonna be the complete opposite, which is like relaxation and antidepressant. Mm. Interesting. Because right now the way society is going, it's like so pump, pump, pump. Yep. Like live up to the hype, catch up with this person, live this type of lifestyle. Yeah. And then ultimately we're gonna to get to a point where everybody's gonna crash. Everybody's gonna be fucking depressed. Exactly. And that's when the propaganda kind of like switches, you know, and it's like instead of all this energy and try to keep up, stay calm down. you know, come to the ground, <laughs> relax. The CBD gummies. I feel like there's been yeah. there, there what there was a phase of that couple of years ago um, with like the, especially like the CBD gummies, they're still yeah. very popular now, but I think there's always going to be a little bit of both. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So, so you're in these e-commerce brands. How many do you have right now? Um, I have equity in three active brands and then okay. we're cooking up about two to three other ones. Gotcha. And it's all like US based, all inventory, US based. like yeah. full blown brands. Yeah. We don't, we don't do no fucking cheap drop shipping yeah, bullshit yeah, yeah. from China or your favorite app that your guru's telling you like, we find the product, we find the market fit, we customize it, we tailor it, then we go dominate the market. And then how many iterations of brands have you gone through that just didn't work to get to these? Like a you lot. Had, you had a bunch that failed? A lot, yes, 100%. Like, how much money did you run through to get to these, you think? I don't know, to be honest, dude, but I've made millions and I've lost millions and it's like, <laughs> people tell you you can make it right away or it only takes 90 days and no, it's ultimately all, it's, all it's true what takes 90 days is for you to learn the skill set and figure out whether you want to do this for the rest of your life yeah or not. yeah 100 you know? do you have partners with all this stuff too like yeah of course okay. yeah you can't do this thing alone man yeah 100 percent. Yeah. what do you got mr russell um i was gonna say with with like running multiple brands because I, I was i've been at a point where i ran a couple of brands and I'd always find to be spread thin sometimes, yeah. like especially not having like the right systems. So kind of like what you were saying before, like, all right, if a media buyer is on like five different brands and you'd think their attention is spread thin, but you could also like, you could amplify your learning because a lot of, sometimes it doesn't matter the industry. You can learn the creative formulas. You can learn the ad strategies and almost just kind of amplify your learning. Do you find that like you might be able to run one a lot bigger or do you think that running multiple at the same time just helps you like improve those systems at an accelerated rate? It just really depends. Like you never want to start two races at the same time, right? But essentially it's like when you know, okay, this brand's doing a million a month now, I can go ahead and start working on something else without, while knowing this is not going to break, 
right? Because once you get to a certain point, I, I would say like 300 or 400,000 a month, there's not really much else you can do besides improve your creative and spend more money. Yeah. Because at that point, you've already opened up every sales channel in the e-commerce industry and you know which ones you need to double down on, right? So after that point, it's really more about growth and maintenance. Now you can have way more time to say, okay, let me go ahead and start this new brand and get it to that point as well. So like on a day-to-day -day basis, you don't spend that much time on the brand. No. Got you. I think now at this level, like each brand probably takes me like two to three hours max. And how do you That's think awesome. about like getting to that next level in a sense? Just spend more? Yeah. Spend more. Launch, people. Like, yeah, scale. It's pretty easy. Not even hire more people. Sell more products. So you want to expand your product skew. Have people buy more of your product and yeah. spend more money to be in front of more people. It's a very simple formula. Do you incentivize like subscriptions and all this type of shit too? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are some things you've done that like actually have improved like subscription stuff like that? Um, like take rates and all this type of like stuff. Like without getting too technical, it's really just offer and positioning to be honest. Like Get, that's get technical. I'm curious what you, what you mean by <laughs> don't get too technical. No, it's just like, yeah, like our main offer right now, for example, like when we launched the product, okay, I'll give you guys a story. So, Obviously, the brand's limitlessspell.com, right? The biggest competitors in the space are Joe Rogan's company or Joe Rogan's like database brain. on it and Alpha Brain. Okay. There's Quelia and Neurohacker. Oh, okay. Quelia's big time, right? Yeah. They're both big time. Yeah, on yeah, it, yeah. sold for like $300 million. Probably. Oh, wow. Yeah. So when I look at the market, right, when we were analyzing this and we want to figure out, okay, what is the best way to approach this? We're looking at a factor of things. On it, for example, their main thing was it's CrossFit. It's fit for athletes, for example. Joe Rogan's the face of it. And then their servings, for example. The amount of servings is like you need to take two pills per serving. And their price was like $40, for example. So like, okay, we understand this market. Qualia, four pills per serving, $110. They're showing for corporate, luxury type of lifestyle. So like, okay, we're going to do one pill, one serving, which nobody does. So you don't have to take two or three or four, Right. And we're going to sell it really high, but the barrier to entry is going to be really low. So we launched a free trial. Nobody was doing a free trial in the nootropic industry, at least not that I know of when I was doing the research. Now on it's doing a free trial. Quelio is trying to do a free trial mm -hmm. and we're running this shit the fuck up. Interesting. The one serving is smart. Like I, I, I take a lot of supplements um, and, you know, a lot of them are like, oh, take three pills three times a day with meals. Oh. And it's like incredibly inconvenient. You end up only like maybe taking three one day and then six the other day. Yeah. So I think that's super smart. It, but you have to like, a lot of times you just have to pack a little bit more into one. Correct. Know? Yeah. 750 milligrams what, instead of having like 400 or 500. Yeah. What are the, like, the, the formulation process of that look like? Or like any R&D? I don't even like using that term because like, I've had some companies come to me. They're like, oh yeah, you know, we're spending like 15K a month in R&D. I'm like, why? <laughs> but like, what did that look like? Because yeah, it's mean, a tough product. I mean, luckily for me, I, again, I didn't invent the product. I partnered up with... Mm. somebody who invented the product, had the trademark, et cetera. And I just really needed to come in and play my role as an operator. That's Gosh, awesome. Oh, so you didn't even, you weren't even involved in making the product, developing no, it. No. That's the worst part. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. So you just skipped the line and said like- Well, obviously now we've launched, like that was, we just had one hero product. Yeah. Now we have two and we have eight in the queue that are going to be coming out like one a month for the yeah, next eight yeah. months. I want, I'm curious of, of, of the free trial stuff too, because I've seen that happen a lot of times with free trial stuff yeah. like that. You get a lot of like shitty customers like that, don't you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, again, you got to test it out for a month or ideally like 90 days to really figure out what it's worth. And yeah, it's, you get like 20, like our churn rate right now is 25%. Okay. So I mean, because we have a really good product and we have really good retention strategies and the brand is very fucking valuable to be a part of, right? People want to stay. For sure. But if you're dropshipping and you're getting a fucking free no, trial, no, of course. Yeah, yeah. nobody's going to fucking stay with your product. That makes sense. I'm sure the free trial like lowers CPAs and everything too. Correct. And kind of brings in a wider audience. Correct. The other big thing that like has not been solved in e-commerce with subscriptions is like insufficient funds and fucking uh, credit Yeah, there's clients. no way around that. Funny no. enough, to be honest, we did this one one flow called Duning or Dunning. I don't know how you guys pronounce that word, but I always say Duning, <laughs> which is what we call like anytime a customer gets charged and that charge doesn't go through, whether it's for insufficient funds, card block, et cetera. We just made a Clavio email, to be honest, to say, hey, we're going to charge somebody 14 times. We're going to email them the first six times and on time number 14. And that flow alone is probably bringing in like an extra 10 to 15%. In really? Revenue. Yeah. Wow. From the people that 
were failed. What, what, what do you think it does? Saying like, well, what it does, we say, hey, your card didn't go through. Do you want your product? They say yes. Okay, add a new card. Yeah. And it's as simple as, simple as that. As oh, that. interesting. That's yeah. pretty smart. And now we save 10, 15% of the people who are declining. They come back, they change their car, and they get their product. That's a very, that's actually some fucking sauce right there. Yeah. yeah. I was talking about that last night because, like, I've done a lot of subscription, like, brands, like, e-commerce brands. We had a beard company a long time ago. Yeah. We were selling, like, um, a hero product with, like, beard oils and shampoo and stuff like that. And we had a similar offering where it was, like, it was, like, free plus shipping up front. And then you got, like, subscribed over time and stuff like that. And you mm -hmm. always just had just, like, shitty people taking that offer yeah 100 and then on the back end you have like all just like all that crap with the processors yep. money just doesn't go through and you spend all this money up front and acquire these customers and you're just <laughs> like yo i'm never i'm never getting you back you know yeah especially if you don't have like a float in a sense it could take you like six months to make the money back so yeah 100 but that's actually a really good hack that i had never even thought of a yeah. quick clavio flow there's some technical there you go some technical stuff right there yeah. oh, i like that 100 i'm curious for like your your creative approach do you guys have like a lot of in-house uh like in-house uh, UGC creators? Do you just use like services? Because um, I know, you know- Services suck. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Like, I think everything outsourcing sucks. Like, it's, yeah, it, it might be good arbitrage. for a month. Yeah. I'm telling you like, and I, like prove me wrong. Anytime you hire somebody brand new, they do really good the first time and then it's shit after that. They suck over time. Yeah, they just only go down from there. So it's like, why even try that? I'd rather just train somebody to be at least average every single month because average every single month is way better than great and then sucks. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. You know, so yeah, everybody in-house, we just have one creative strategist, like I said so earlier. So they make content all day for you? Well, they don't make the content. They make the ideation behind the content. Okay. And then we have a VA, for example, that reaches out to the people. And we send the scripts, we like send the creators examples. or whatever type Exactly. Of and then we get the content back in. Got mm -hmm. you. Have you. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, like, have you had any of those creators that you've, the creators that you find just, they're, they resonate really well with the audience, the, they're crushing it and you like really double down and lean on them. Maybe make like an organic account on TikTok or Instagram, just like yeah, with yeah, their 100%. face as the brand. 100%. Yeah. Does organic TikTok work for you? Yeah. I mean, we crush it on organic TikTok. We probably do like five to 10 million views a month organically. Wow. Oh, nice. Yeah. What has you seen work well on fucking TikTok for organic? I mean, right now AI is hot, obviously. I think that's going to burn out pretty quickly though. How do you, how are you using AI for your stuff though? You use Dali to make images. It's called what? Dali. Okay. So this is how like all the AI videos on TikTok are made. You use Dali to make the images, chat GBT to make you the script, and then you edit that, edit that and add the captions through Submagic. And you literally have creators making like five to $10,000 a month just pumping out AI content. What's Dali? What does that do? It's chat GBT for pictures. Oh, interesting. Not, not for videos? Not for videos. Not yet. Oh, shit. So are you doing like slideshows on TikTok or... No, it's like, or it's, like, it's just like an image with text. It's like, like an image and then you just edit it to like animated. be deep or like yeah, the mouth will yeah, open yeah. or something like that. Oh, oh shit. that's cool. I feel like that's, yeah, I feel like that's easy with a, I guess a product that is intuitive with what it needs to do. Cause you, you can almost do it from like the third person point of view where it's yeah. like, uh, oh, like if you take this, you're going to get X, Y, Z benefits. So whereas some products are more visual like if it's like a, a skincare product you, maybe someone needs to be talking about it unboxing it you'd still be surprised on. like there's yeah. literally a brand saying like with an ai voice saying you're probably going to get skin cancer if you don't use this product and here's <laughs> how it works and it'll yeah. show you a picture of skin getting fucked up all you got to do is add this do this and it'll happen you know wow. i think the biggest skill set right now or the the most like investable skill set is like creative thinking if you can just sit there and think about great fucking ideas to make ads and actually know how to implement them or at least put the team together to implement them, then you can make a lot of money. A lot of money. Because you yeah. can just plug those good ideas into AI and yeah. just have them do the heavy lifting for yep. you. Yeah. But are, you, are, are you on Amazon too? I am, yeah. How's that going for you? Great. It's a whole nother like channel. In a yeah, sense. I've never done Amazon until this year, to be honest. And uh, it's pretty interesting. Like... Again, without getting too technical, Amazon really works as, at least from my experience, as a bottom of the funnel, never other, as a top of the funnel. Like you don't go on Amazon and spend a bunch of money to acquire brand new customers. You're on Amazon to establish authority and credibility because you spent so much money on other platforms and you do organic that goes viral. People search up that product. And if you show up on Amazon, you're going to make a really fat return. Mm -hmm. from when you started on there, did you, got, did you guys have a bunch of good reviews? Because I feel like that's always like the hardest piece on Amazon. Yeah, we... We, we figured, figured out, out some finesses. <laughs> I feel you. No, no, like, because a lot of brands, like, they, I have a brand that I, in, in our warehouse, for example, that, like, they sell a whole bunch D to C. Yeah. They go on Amazon, they have, like, three stars. Yeah, I mean, Amazon watches everything. So, if I say, like, what I did, 
yeah i mean we have great reviews yeah, yeah yeah we figured out a way sure. to do it and then yeah. do you have like a whole product line on amazon too yeah damn so you're playing the you're playing the game right in a sense 100 yeah 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 how are you managing like attribution especially with like because i know you you probably you know you're running ads you get the top funnel traffic some of them slip over over you yeah. know and purchase on amazon are there is there anything that you're doing outside of like you know a triple whale or a high rose type of Not thing really just keeping it simple. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, you know, it like, sucks. a lot of brands are complicated. At the end of the day, you just got to fucking make sure you're spending enough money you're and you're making, making more than you're spending. Times. What's up, New Money Talks fam? As most of you may know, how you handle your supply chain and your inventory management as an e-commerce brand or a 3PL can make or break your business. Inventory management can be extremely tedious and daunting, and that's why there's tons of different solutions to help simplify this process. However, none of them come close to what Info Plus has to offer. InfoPlus is an all-in-one warehouse management tool that helps you streamline your warehouse operations and automate processes to save time, reduce errors, and elevate your inventory management. InfoPlus can help you increase order accuracy to over 99% and help boost on-time shipping rates to over 99% with centralized workflows, real-time inventory tracking, order prioritization, and automated shipping processes. And their awesome customer support team is there to help you configure everything in a way that is specifically tailored for your business's unique operational needs. InfoPlus also has hundreds of shopping cart integrations, exclusive carrier connections, and effortlessly syncs data with other platforms using their open API. InfoPlus is trusted by some of the world's leading e-commerce brands, such as Walmart, Amazon, and eBay. So click the link below and check out Info Plus today to level up your warehouse management operations. Now let's get back to the podcast. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's this uh, newsletter you write too? I know you have a newsletter. Literally every single Sunday, I just wake up or the, the night before, before I go to sleep, I just write out what I did for the week. Something interesting, whether it's I launched a new ad concept, built a new landing page, uh, started a new business, did a mentorship, whatever it is, I'll yeah. just share that. And I'll make sure there's valuable insights within that newsletter for somebody to learn from. How, how long ago did you start that? I started that maybe like earlier this year. And, and why'd you do it? You're just like, fuck it. Yeah, why not? It's like, it's just a really easy, simple way to document like your journey in a sense. And I'm curious how you grew it. So you have like almost 10,000 subs on it. Yeah. How'd you grow it? Honestly, just organic through Twitter and then recommendations. So you have other newsletters recommend you and you recommend other newsletters. Yeah. 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 Like and you, you just pay, end you up pay for them and stuff like that, right? Yeah. You can like do pay for them, but I got lucky and I was able to like establish a partnership with like two, three other way bigger newsletters. Yeah, and they were just, they just sent me traffic because I post quality shit. Yeah. That's, well, the that's best. awesome. Yeah. And your Twitter has been growing and stuff like that too. Yeah. I mean, I just started growing my Twitter like two months ago and Damn. it's already at like 7,000 followers. Yeah. What the uh, fuck you posting? <laughs> everything. Value. Literally <laughs> just free game, bro. Yeah. You know what I realized is like every single guru or info product is really just the same exact shit that you can get for free behind a paywall and people psychologically think it's way more valuable because you have to pay for it right but in reality every single piece of information that i'll tweet about or write about is really the same shit that people are getting or paying me to do yeah. but they'll pay me to do it because they get a little bit more attention and a little bit more explanation instead of you reading yeah. it it's me reading it for you that's really what you're paying for 100 percent. yeah when you pay you pay attention yeah I see you got a nice watch over there too. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty you nice. You like watches? Um, to them. What kind of watches do you have? Is that the only one you have? What else do you have? Uh, I have this AP. I have a Cartier Santos and uh, Datejust. When did you get into that? Last year. Started making some money. You're like, <laughs> fuck it. I got to get yeah. some watches. Yeah. That's funny. Are you looking into real estate at all or e-coms just like you? Not own? yet, to be honest. I, 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 I fucked up. Obviously, when interest rates were low and I had a lot of cash and, and money, I kind of like blew it on stupid shit. Like what kind which of kind of happens? I'm curious. The typical like travel, cars. Jets, cars. I think travel is justified. Unless yeah. you're like just going I mean, to the most expensive places. Like. Yeah. Like, well, here's the thing. Like once you start making money and I'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate to this, you think your lifestyle changes overnight, but it really doesn't. And the more money you make, the more shit you want to do that costs you even more. Like right now, let's say you're making, I don't know, $5,000, right? The average person. You want to do stuff that the person making $10,000 a month are doing. Now I made 25, let's say $30,000 a month. I want to do shit that $100,000 a month doing. Then no, your ego gets it. in a way, right? Fuck. Now yeah. you think you have 100,000 when you really don't, but you're spending like you do. Then you end up at the same place that you started, which is like square one. 
Seriously, yeah. I feel like most people have those kind of waves. Like you, yeah. you, you get you have a big hit, or like you continuously the income's going up, but then you have like, you know, you have something. Like I remember Dan was saying this on our podcast. He's like, "Yeah, I was making two hundred grand this month, but then I spent three hundred grand, and the next month I made two fifty, and I spent three hundred, and it was like it was." As you make money, you almost feel obligated to spend more. But it's the people that, yeah. as they make more, they keep everything the same do, that succeed. Do you come from money? Or no, no, not at all. So like I come from family? more, dude. What, what I moved to America like for my second. So I was born in America, lived my whole life in Syria, essentially, from like 7 to 15. I moved back from Syria to America, mid-civil war there. I had no fucking internet at my house in Syria. Oh. Didn't even know what a sushi place was. Shit. Like, forget fried chicken, right? <laughs> Came here, sophomore, uh, yeah, as a sophomore in high school. Did you speak English or no? Yeah, I speak a little bit of English. Yeah. yeah. So you have to like figure all that out too. Yeah, 10 years. High school's like the worst me fucking 10 years, time dude. too. Yeah. High school's a tough time. High school was a tough time. Shit. Yeah. So you figured it out though. Dude, you got it's, it. it's not hard. What, what, what are your parents think about all this shit too? I mean, honestly, they still don't understand it. They're just happy to see that, like, you know, our kid grew up, he can take care of himself, he can take care of us, and, you know, we didn't come here for nothing. Like, my kid didn't yeah. turn up to be a fucking loser, you know? That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Good thing you dropped out of fucking college and figured yeah. it out, you know? <laughs> I mean, they still asked me to go back to get it just for them. <laughs> Every, everybody's a big ass. Yeah, yeah. Go get a job, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but yeah, you got to yeah, live yeah. your life for you, not other yeah, people. Yeah, 100%. You can serve people on the way. But. How you like in Miami, too? I know everyone's talking Dude, in Miami. don't move here. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? I feel like everything this man has, like, the opposite fucking opinion. It's bad. I think he's the, he's the right idea, though. No, he really you does. I don't like it here either. Yeah, I mean, everybody tells you to come to Miami, but... Miami will either make you or break you. And for a lot of people, it breaks you. I mean, you see the fucking airports in Miami. People are slumped, tired, look like shit, sweaty. They're leaving like that for a reason because they can't handle this lifestyle. You know, whether it's like the parties, the cars, the money, like a lot of people see that and they don't know how to act. And a lot of people see that and get consumed in it. You know, like you'd be surprised how many people in Miami are driving Lambos and living paycheck to paycheck. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, so... It was funny. We were at where we we're staying. I saw this one lady paying the uh, the rent with a uh, what's those fucking checks you buy a the, cashier's a check. cashier's check. Think about why she's paying with a cashier's yeah. check. It's like bank statements suck. Bank statements suck. So you have to like they don't, they don't <laughs> yeah, trust that's you. Crazy. You yeah. see what I'm saying? It's it's like kind of crazy. And the apartment probably costs four or five racks a month. Yeah. It's like what are you doing? But I think a lot of Miami is that. Or yeah. it's like the facade is like Ooh. yeah. I mean the girls here are out here to scam guys. The guys here are out to get girls. And the average person doesn't know how to become unaverage, and they're spending their life trying to look rich instead of being actually rich. Like that's literally my. You put it fucking perfectly yeah, on yeah, the money, yeah, and yeah. every apartment looks the fucking same here. Everyone got yeah. the same view. 100%. It's like kind of crazy. Yeah. Where, where would you like to live if you were to choose a place other than? I would live here? in Florida, just not Miami. You like honest. Florida? Okay. Yeah, I like Florida a lot. Like the weather's good. People are cool. There's a lot of opportunity people here that you would want to work with and network with. But like, don't get me wrong. Miami's fun to live if you're a bachelor or young or, or you want to experience it. But it's also very dangerous. Like, I'll tell you what. When I first moved, I think part of the reason why my business also failed was because I moved to Miami. Mm -hmm. Because I went from, let's say, working 10-hour days to working six-hour days. You know, because I wanted to go out. I wanted to meet up with this girl. I wanted to spend money here. I wanted to check out this club. I wanted to tip this promoter, do this and that. So I went through that phase for four months. And by the fourth month, I was like, dude, I'm spending way too much fucking money and my business is going down. Like how much are you spending a month? My first four months, I probably spent like a quarter million dollars. Fuck Between you. partying, eating food, <laughs> and going out. You. I swear to God. Like, I can't even make Jeez. this shit up. You know, like, I remember so I, I looked back at my bank statement. Shit. Yeah, like, I looked at, back at Damn. my bank statement, and it literally said I spent $1.1 million. It's my personal account. I'm like, where the fuck did this shit go? What, I don't even have anything to show for when, it. When when did you spend that? That was in, like, 2022. Really? Yeah, between 2022 and 2021. So you ripped through a million. Like, 12 months. Like, between, like... August 21 to like August 22. So you ripped through a million dollars. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Like, I don't even know where I went. Like, straight up. Damn. What do you feel yeah. about that? How do you feel about that? It's a learning experience because it's an that, expensive it humbles me. Yeah. You know, it's like, one, I know that lifestyle and what it feels like, and it's not what it is. Like, you see the flashing lights, you see the cameras on Instagram, but it's like, bro, nobody wants to do that every fucking day. I'm curious, what are you spending 100 grand a month on? I don't even know, dude. I really don't. I mean, a table in Miami is 10 grand. So just think about it that way. So you're going out every fucking night. Four nights a week. 
Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And you're just buying tables. Tables, yacht days, six grand right there just for the yacht. You got the food, you got the people. Personal question, like at that point, how much money did you have altogether? You don't have to tell me. Not a lot. To. Not a lot. I was overspending. So you had like yeah. maybe like- I was living a lifestyle I can't afford. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And that's, that's everybody for you in Miami. Yeah. Like, that's what I try to say to everybody, especially now. I understand it because I've been through it. How recently did that hit you? Like, that was fucking retarded. No, it hit me quick. <laughs> yeah, it hit me quick. Like, when I stopped, I'm like, okay. Like, I know what I want to do. Cold turkey. I'm yeah. saying ripping through 1.2 million at, like, what, 23 years yeah. old is, like. It's crazy. I like, mean, the fact you have the opportunity to do that, like. Yeah. It's, it's, but think about it. I use it all the time. I like those. But like, think about uh, it this way. I spent 1.1 million. I don't own a house. That's what right, I was about right. to say. That's the crazy no, part, no, no, right? Look it's at like, this. So you learn million, from that. You put it in like a uh, fucking SPY, like the stupidest like index yeah. fund in the world. Yeah. In like 30 years, you probably have like $50 million. Like, yeah, no bullshit. like 80 grand a year guarantee. Yeah, probably. Literally. Yeah. And but like, instead, yeah. you fed the rich. You did stupid shit that society wants you to do. Yeah. And Not to make you feel bad or anything, but like that was retarded. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, was it fun? Of I'm sure it was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, fun. yeah. Do I regret it? Nah, not Got really. Out of your Would I do it again? Yes. I just wouldn't do it at the same time. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I would wait until I had like three more times that. You yeah. Know, but goddamn. Yeah. Well, you're trying to build it up now, so exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. that makes sense. So, so having built like the supplement brand, have you gotten more excited about? All right, I'm not excited, but like interested in like biohacking and like your health and wellness or is that is that still something that's kind of like on the back yeah i mean i'm still learning it to be honest yeah. like i just hate the people on instagram talking about you got to take 80 pills wake up at 3 a.m to be successful it's yeah. like bro go jerk off <laughs> you know it's like you don't really hasn't jerked off in a year yeah. <laughs> this is fucking retarded yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah. i got a girl yeah, like don't get me wrong obviously health i is got a girl sure. why do i need to girl yeah. or no girl sometimes it's kind of crazy it's kind of feed the no no it's kind of you know you know what this is like it's like going to a bar and like you know to be with your friends and then you're like oh no i'm not drinking and they're like why it's like what the fuck do you mean why what do you mean why yeah why fuck i mean i don't that. drink <laughs> you don't drink no. Like it, it's innately it's the, probably the worst thing you could put in your body. Like I I, I have yeah, no problem like with my friends it. doing it, but like until the weekend to go out and intoxicate yourself and make yourself feel stupid the morning after. That's fair. Yeah. How fun does that sound? Same thing. Yeah, with everybody off. goes. That, and that's like money that's like jerking off. Same thing is jerking off because it's, it fucking messes with part of your brain that like you shouldn't be artificially absorbing stuff that's not okay to absorb. I don't know about all that. You just get a girl. So I mean, I, girl, I guess no most people can't matter. get a girl. So, like, I, I think that's the concern. Like five years yeah. doesn't fucking matter. The same shit. Yeah, but, you know, it is what it is. Wolf of Wall yeah. Street, you know, go, go get it out of the system two times a, a day for efficiency. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> but, like, all right. So, so like, you know, money. Money's good. Health. You're, like, you're working on. You're, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm on a pretty lean diet. Like, yeah. I drink two shakes every single day. The same exact two shakes. And I have two yep. meals that are pretty much the same exact two meals every yeah, single day. Yeah. And I go out on the weekend and I have, like, a nice dinner. And, yeah, but, like, again, I'm not there yet. I can't speak on it. Yeah. So, but, like, the whole biohacking movement, at the end of the day, it's a business. The reason why it's popular is because it's making people money. Yeah. You people know what I'm saying? supplements, yeah. So... The saunas. Yeah, the like, don't get peptides. carried... Don't get carried away that everything you see on the internet is there to help you. It's there to help the person making Someone the talking about it. Nine times out of ten. Yeah. And if they don't get a direct value, the industry that they're promoting or the thing that they're promoting is getting a direct value out of it. Yeah. yeah. Sure, it could help you, but ultimately, does it really help you? You yeah, know what I'm put saying? put this man on the spot right now. <laughs> I've been th- I got you a few times here. Do you actually use your own product? I don't. That's the Because best. I'll tell you why. I, I, respect I don't drink the caffeine. Oh, the yeah, product's yeah, yeah. not made for me. It's made for people who want to be like Does me. it have ca- caffeine we in it? want to be <laughs> like me. Does it have caffeine in it? Yeah, it does. Okay. Well, one of them does. We just released one with lion's mane. But I just take, yeah. well, I take raw lion's mane, for example. Yeah. You know? But again, my product is made for lazy people who want to get more out of their potential. I'm not fucking lazy. I wake up yeah. every day, same time. I go to sleep, same time. And I get my shit done. I don't need to take my product. That's solid. That's fucking honest. Hey, listen, drug <laughs> dealer never consumes their own supply. That's yeah. bullshit though. Drug dealers do consume their own fucking supply. Probably. Yeah, I mean, the biggest, look, the biggest thing in e-commerce, you never want to sell something you're passionate about because then you get emotionally attached. attached to making it work. Yeah. So I'm not passionate about my products. I'm just passionate about selling it. Dude, yeah. this guy has like a opposite of everything, which is like, yeah. I, I fuck with. Yeah, it's, that, it's, it's that, fucking real. Facts, though. That, that yeah. is real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people are like, yeah, passion, passion. Like, yeah, fuck the passion. I'm yeah. trying to make some money. Yeah. Yep. Damn. Yeah. What are you, do you feel like fulfilled right now? Or is there something that you feel that you're like missing that you're striving towards? 
Um, I mean, obviously you're definitely always striving for something, right? Like, you know, I want to put my parents somewhere that they've never been, for example, right? You know, like in life, I'll put myself in life that I've never been. I want to give my kids like a life they've never had or I've never had, for example, growing up. So like things like that drive me, but like materialistic stuff, like, yeah, it'll, cool, it'll be cool to get another watch, to get a big car, get a big house. And obviously that's the fucking goal. But I'm not doing it for other people, right? I'm not doing it for my personality to look cool. I'm doing it because I know once I accomplish like enough things, it's like a sign of, I guess, excellence in a point. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's been good. I'm, we're we're dead. We're hungry. You want to? Yeah, eat? yeah. Yeah, I need to eat, dude. My food's waiting for me. One hundred percent. Where can people find you? Though, where do you want people to find you? Uh, Mohaik.com or just find me on Twitter, Mohaik. And then the newsletter. What's the? Is it Mohaik the newsletter? Mohaik.com. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll have it. We'll have it linked in the description. We'll put it in the description yeah, yeah. on our end. Uh, whoever the sponsors are. Appreciate you guys. Hit me up. I need that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll push yeah, contact yeah. with him. Uh, make sure you like, comment, subscribe on our stuff. You guys know the drills. We've done this fucking 60 times. So. <laughs> yeah, episode 60. 60 weeks in a row. One episode a week. Yeah, That's the best one yet. Yeah. yeah it was, it was no, solid. it was awesome. There's a lot of viral clips in this one. Oh, no, yeah. There's a lot of viral oh, clips yeah. in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you got all the way to the end, I've done this before. A few motherfuckers DM me for this. <laughs> I'm giving someone a idiot. sell for a hundred bucks. Oh. You got all the way. No, nah, you got to post that at the front, bro. I'll pay the hundred. Just put it at the front. Oh, this <laughs> guy. You have to comment OG and then uh, go DM him on fucking Instagram. I'll send you the hundred bucks. I'll pick somebody. Run yeah, it up, you Run it show, up Turbo. You got to show proof that you subscribe to the newsletter too. Oh, there yeah. you go. There you go. Anyways, yeah, yeah, catch yeah. you guys in the next one. Peace. Yep. We'll see you in the next one.